bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Celestial Connection. For those of you guys that are new, my name is Moises. I'm Marcos. I'm Alex. And this is our invited guest, Pastor. Pastor Lewis. Awesome, awesome. So to start, actually, this is going to be our first series where we actually bring a guest, but this is a perfect guest for this. Um, our series name is going to be Counterculture, which kind of goes into a big, into a big broad statement right there. And for today's actual episode, it's going to be a belief in the age of disbelief. All right. You, you got to say it again so people get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can actually even say the other way, too. Um, it's a belief in an age of disbelief and a belief in an age of skepticism. Skepticism. So, mm. Skepticism. Mm. Such a big word to say. Mm. All right. But to begin, we have, I know we have here Romans 12, 1 through 2. Um, but we can, before Pastor breaks it down, we can kind of ask the question. Well, this is perfect because it goes with what you want to talk about. Um, what does it mean to believe despite unbelief? I don't know if you guys want to go this yeah, way. Yeah, I got I got an answer that I just wrote down when I was still waking up. So I said, believing is basically an act of the human body slash mind in which you see or witness something glorious. But in other cases, your mind just is left blank. And so you ask yourself, what the heck just happened? Is this even real? Wow. Hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Pastor? What What does it mean to believe despite unbelief? Despite unbelief. So let's let's talk about disbelief mm -hmm. and and its inability of refusal to accept some things that are true or real. So how how we despise true if we can actually see it ourselves? Like that that's that's the question mm -hmm. for the people out there. Yep. Like how we can say something that is not true that we can actually see it every day of our life? How we cannot believe in a God when we see a sunset every day? Mm. How how we cannot believe in a God that we see the moon coming up with the light? How we cannot see yeah. a God when we see a woman that is pregnant? And, and have life inside of the life. It's almost like they're trying to disprove something that's already... And, and just put it this way. That this is so amazing. It blows my mind. I was talking with Pastor David another day. And, uh, you know, he decided to start discovering how the milk coming out of the breath. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and you know that the, the, the milk is not actually milk. It's blood. The converting cell by cells that is inside of a woman. And it's coming with on the mamas, you know, mm -hmm. on the breast. And pour out as a milk that giving the actually nutrients that a baby needs. It's crazy. How you cannot believe as a God? There's no way. Yeah. On this age? It's crazy. So so when you think about these things, it's like, my God. So yeah. the title that you're putting is really interesting because we actually going against the people that not believe. Yep. Exactly. So what do you think, Mark? I, I'm really glad you brought up like the sunset, the sunrise, because there's a book by John Piper that I'm reading right now. It's, it's called Providence. Mm. And it's like, like you said, how can we not believe when there's so many good things when we're provided with so many things? Exactly. <laughs> like, That's the main he, thing. He right feeds there. the birds. Yes. He, 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 the lilies grow. How much more? We have everything we need. We're not homeless. We're not, we, we have been given everything we need. And like, I know, like, some people, and how do you explain the homeless people of the world? Well, sometimes 
it's results of our own choices. But when we're working for God, when we're doing his will, he will provide everything we need. Amen. Amen. And so it's like even to then he provides. He sends yes, people he to give him food. Exactly. He, he, Amen. It's, it's a lot of things that happen behind doors that yep. nobody says. They only see the bad things. Exactly. God Amen. was so unjust. Yep. And why does he help? Huh? If God is so unjust, then why does he help? Exactly. Yeah. It's like he, he always provides. It, it, it doesn't, you wake up. That's a provision from God. Yeah. Of mercy. And, and, and kind of brings, brings me back to um, someone, like a person dies, like close family member, and it's like, God, why do you do this to me? Uh, I, why, am, why am I going to do this right now? Why do you take it away from me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, a, that's actually like a really fresh subject yeah. in my family right now mm -hmm. because, you know, Everybody, you know, yeah. at least yeah. here know that somebody passed away and we can actually have our set mind thinking about God, why you did it. But we start looking the bright side out of it. Yeah, it is purposing everything that happened on exactly. earth. And yeah, you man. can if yes. you can see God on it. Exactly. Exactly. We're not going to understand the purpose of God, but it's not about understanding it. It's about flowing with it. But I wanted I wanted to read this quote really sure, quick. It ahead. says every morning God paints a different sunrise. Mm. He never gets tired of doing it again and again. But then it struck me. He doesn't do it again and again. He never stops doing it because the sun is always rising somewhere in the world. Oh, God guides the sun 24 hours every day and paints sunrises at every moment, century after century without one second of respite, and never grows weary or less thrilled with the work of his hands. Even when cloud cover keeps man from seeing it, God is painting spectacular sunrises above the clouds. Oof. So Powerful. And that's funny because it's like they're... People know what's going on, but they're just, they're so hard-headed. And that happens with a lot of Christians, yeah. especially us Christians. We yeah. can say that it happens, that we're so hard-headed. But how can you, be, okay, for example, we're going to put this question out here because it's, it's a very great statement. But people, you know, people will talk about Christianity, Muslim, uh, Hinduism, and so many other vice, vice versa religions. But the one that they mainly talk about is Christian, Christianity. And a lot of times they'll bring in subjects that don't make sense. So... You know, we can always counter that with how can you talk about something that you don't know or have experienced? Mm. That, that's, that's the real deal. If you're never experiencing, why are you talking about it? Exactly. Well, why, you know, come and, and, and give yourself a chance. Get the experience. And then if you don't like it, then you do whatever you want <laughs> with your life. But right. I, I think that's not going to happen. Mm. Okay? I, I think if we're serving this living God, And, and, and I'm glad that you bring the religions and stuff like that because sometimes, you know, we always criticize the Christianity and we okay with everything else around it. Yeah. So why we criticize something that is coming with salvation and anything else around that will bring you salvation? Because yep. and the last thing on my knowledge, the only one that actually resurrected is called Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so, that's true. We're still Amen. waiting, Mahoma. Yep. We're still waiting every single one of God that there are... Buddha, they're still on the Earth. death, on the grave. Mm -hmm. yep. But Jesus, he's the only one. And we have proof by science. Yes, we do. We have proof by history that he was, he was alive. He was men. He came. He walked. The Gospels actually say it. The Gospels that are not far apart, that are not a legend. First Gospel, reading, Gospel was Mark. It was 30 years after the death of Christ. He cannot invent anything. Yeah. It was not timing to make a legend out of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and, and we can discover this. It, it was not even 90 years after Jesus 
resurrected, the, all the gospels came came to a life. Yeah. So it was and the last one was by John yeah. in Revelation. So it's it's just so amazing to think it's like for real. And then just go by history. We got a lot of people that wrote yeah. and have codes, like in a paper that, oh, yeah, this man was so amazing with the people, loved by the people. He carried grace. I don't know if we can call him a man because he was a miracle worker. That was by Josefo. He's a history guy from the age of Jesus that wrote many history books. And we still not believe. Mm. And a lot of times we see that it's not even the fact that they don't believe in God. It's the fact that because certain things happen in their lives with their family members, you know, they'll, mm. they'll allow circumstances that aren't in their will to justify or to, to add to their opinions of to why God exists. For example, um, we, uh, I'll let you go. After Timothy, um, sorry, let's go to Timothy 2, uh, chap uh, Timothy 2. Chapter 3, 1 through Which 4. Timothy? Second Timothy? Second Timothy, yeah. Second I don't know why Timothy. it says Timothy 2. <laughs> yeah. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I'm reading from ESV. And it says in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 But understand this, that in the days, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people with, who, who will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And in this Bible verse, this is actually a great, a great opportunity for us to talk about that um, after, after you I want, to, want to talk about. Yeah, um, something I wanted to say is like some people have a bad perception of the church mm. because of ex previous experiences. Yeah. And what I, I just had to say like, Oftentimes, people have bad experiences in the church because they're only in the church, per se, as a building. Like, yeah. But when we are mm. truly being the church, because we, the body, are the church. We are the church. Yeah. Not the building, but us, the people. Amen. We make up the church. And when we truly have Christ in us, we're not looking to hurt other people. We're not looking to hurt people who are looking for help. But sometimes people have experiences and encounters with people who are more religious rather than relational with God. And so rather than knowing the person, they know the book and and they go off by emotion. Yeah, they, they get hurt by, I guess, the legality because that's where legalism comes in. Yep. And like if you don't follow it letter for letter, you know, it could you you're a bad person. It, there's nothing left for you. But God is love. He's consuming yeah. fire, but he's also love. And, and I'm glad you tossed that shot. Yeah, because, you know, we as pastors, I'm, I'm including myself in this type of uh topic we we did bad and, and yeah. unfortunately we we start creating this dogmatism of things that that are not even in the bible and not that i'm preaching that right you know right. but but and again it was like that yeah we learn from it we practicing on it and then we see somebody radical like this kids over here Young man's, you know, loving Jesus, worshipers of God. And we see him, little beer, little thing, you know, shirts and all that. And you see the pastor, they look some kind of similar. And then say, oh, but wait a minute. That, 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 that's, that Jesus can be there? Yes. Yeah. So instead it became a loving of our relationship with yeah. Christ. We became lovers of men. Mm. And then, 
And then we hurt the man so much because we focus on him. And then if he fell, then we fell mm -hmm. And then we ended up leaving the church because of men, not because God. Yeah. So we create ourselves in that stage of disbelief. That the Bible would say it clear, though. Yeah. You know, in this age, what's going to happen with the heart? Yeah. It's not going to care no more. Yep. It's not going to love no more. They're just going to go by through the emotions. Mm -hmm. So when you say about Second Timothy, this is 2020-something years ago. And it's referring to the world we live in right now. And, and we are living it right now. And yep. you tell me you don't believe in God. Yeah. And you know what? The crazy thing is a lot of people, for example, when you go to Disney, you go to Disney with a perspective that you're going to have the best time of your life. But whenever mm. somebody goes to church and they're new, and a lot of times this has to do with the people that they surround themselves with, they go to church with the mentality and the perspective that I'm just going to hear, right? Mm. And I'm not really going to understand. Mm -hmm. And well, a lot of times, Exactly. Exactly. And then a lot of times their perspective, what it does is it gives them tunnel vision, right? And then because they have the wrong supporting cast, it allows them to continue feeding into the disbelief. So not only do they have a cast of disbelief, of supporting of disbelief, but they don't even, they don't even truly believe themselves because they don't have the opportunity to. But the same thing goes for if we go to a theme park and we don't like a ride, we always give it a second chance or a third chance and a fourth chance. But whenever it's about Jesus, the first time, that's it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, so I'm gonna marry you. That? That, that's yeah. it. That is, it's not. It's like it's like marriage. People go to the altar. Mm -hmm. They found themselves loving each other. Oh, this is my soulmate. Right. We're gonna be here forever. They never saw themselves 30, 40 years from that moment. That's yeah. true. And, and because you not acknowledge yourself and the good things that God can bring to your life, then you end ended up divorcing. Mm. So that, that's why we live it on this age. People come, I don't like you no more. That's it. They go to the court. They get divorced. They marry another three or four more people. Yeah. And then they keep that pattern because yeah. they never not given the opportunity to work something that they got on their hands. Exactly, which is why in the Bible study yesterday um, when, when Chris was giving it, we talked about, because Tammy brought up the point where it was like, there's crazy things happening. You you probably heard about it. The guy that, in the... New York. Then oh, that, yeah, yeah. No, the no. couple. Not that one. The one here. I think it was here. Here? Was was it in New York? I think it was New York. It was somewhere where um, this guy and his family, they had like a, a Puerto Rican flag, and they were driving around a neighborhood, and they were in a neighborhood that unfortunately was really uh, uh, anti, you know. That, Puerto Ricans? Yeah, and basically they took him out, and they shot him and his wife, and his wife is critically ill. They have a, like a two-year-old baby. Oh, um, and then the guy, unfortunately, he passed away. But Tammy told me, she's like, you know what? And these times, you know, I would have came up and I would, I'm going to start talking or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Yes, that's a thing. But why add, you know, to everything that's already happening to the world when Jesus just gave us one thing and that's to spread the gospel and to reflect his light in the world. And mm. then that, that continued to sink into me because I was like, everyone's going to have that mindset, you know, that, oh, everything's going terrible. So let me just add on to it. But instead, nobody has that mindset. Oh, let me be different. And that was my question to you guys, mm -hmm. because according to your title, and this series, this is going to be amazing. You cannot miss it. Yeah. Um, for real. How you confirm the unbelief of the people mm -hmm. or the disbelief of the people with your testimony? How, how you do that? Because one. I know I, I say the answer, but, yeah. but how you put your yeah. testimony out there to confirm that they are wrong? 
you gotta, you gotta and something that, that is critical as as ministers, pastors, uh, worshipers, and, and and I consider every single one of them here a minister. Um, I think that we're trying to show the people too much that they don't know mm. instead of be ourselves. Which is why we can't sugarcoat the gospel of the Lord. Amen yeah. to that. Amen. So be ourselves. What, what will be? Be ourselves. Yeah. Tell me, Alex. To be yourself. What, what is it? As a Christian, as a believer. Be yourself. Just, I know, just be yourself. Be good. Be good, humble. Yeah. And then say, hey, God bless you. We forgot the little things that makes the people move on their heart. Yes. The yes. things that are just blocking the blessing from Christ. Mm -hmm. Like we for, like the pandemic. We can take oh, yeah. we can talk all day long about this subject. Oh yeah, we're still gonna have our COVID series. Don't worry about that. And, that's coming. And and, it, and it's a real deal mm -hmm. when we know that God stopped the whole world to look up instead of look down. So they can refer to something that the only one that can take them out of that situation was him. Mm -hmm. And but nah, they're concentrating on what? Let me get vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get contro uh, a, a little bit uh, controversial. controversial. But, you know, everybody got their own opinion. And I got mm -hmm. my opinion. They believe in something that the man created when we need to believe in something that was created was eternal. When we were even, we were warned about it so long ago. But we kept on, we kept on letting it pass. Yeah. Until God said, okay, it's time. Yeah. And you talk about Romans. What was what was that, that verse that you guys going to talk about Romans? Actually, yeah. Well, well it, it's, it's referring, referring to, to the counterculture. counterculture. And that we actually say what counterculture is to the people? Not yet. Not yet. All right, all right. That's a surprise. It's going to be after like a few episodes of here. My God, my God. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Yeah. Yeah. It reads in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by their mercies of God, but by the mercies of God, that you represent, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That the word that we're trying to get at right there yes. is do not be conformed. Conform. Uh, uh, we're yeah. on the same page. We're on the same page. So, so, so when, when you talk about not be conformed, what, what, what is it? Let's, let, let's tell the people. What, so, what okay. is it? An example is if you're conformed. So a lot of people think do not being conformed is just not agreeing. Mm. But and not being cool to not the modern cool age. The, but so so we come back to be a skeptical. No, no, no. Because uh. if... If you just don't agree, but you don't do anything to change it, you, you are still right. being conformed because you're like, you know what? It's okay. This can stay as it is. I don't agree, but it's going to stay. That's conformity. Exactly. So to not be conformed was be like, okay, I don't agree with this, and I'm going to push back exactly. against. It's the fact of not being like everyone else and not wa and wanting the difference. Makes sense? Because we can live, we, I mean, we can see it in the world Amen. right now. We see everyone, and even in our schools, to where people pick up habits, and they'll follow them through the rest of the high school yep. Yep. or through middle school. And then those habits will go on to the next generation. And then it gets to the point where we're living in a generation that's so conformed to what, what's easy in our life that yes. we, we're so scared for change because we're so scared of what the outcomes are. Let, yes. let, me, let me be conformed. I can find everything over here. Yeah. Yes. But, but I not even read my Bible. So, and so, 
it, that's that Google Bible. Is, is. It's sort of similar to being comfortable. Oh, that's really when, what it is. When you're not conform with something, you become uncomfortable. Uncomfortable when you decide to not be comfortable with what is been living in yourself for many many moons and you know what yes. we can even bring this let's break it down we can even bring this into a it doesn't have to be spiritual we can bring it into a real life situation when people have families um hopefully most of everyone that's watching has a family uh, and have responsibilities but when you have a family and you have a job that's not paying as much as you know as what you would like you start to get uncomfortable with the feeling of not having enough money right so the first thing you do is you start to look at jobs because you want something that's different but that it, that is still going to provide for you so then that same way it reflects for Jesus, you know? So if even if you had a bad experience coming into church, did you do all the right things to at least try to seek God? Or did you mm. come to church and just sit down and, and do what, what the world wanted you to do, which was stay still, stare, and judge? Mm. And it depends on your disposition because how often do you see broken people coming to church and them finding God and being at peace? It's all about but when you see someone who's comfortable with their life, mm. Where, who's just like, oh, let me go see what's going on. Yeah. Those are the ones who aren't leaving, who are leaving yeah. the same. But when you're completely broken, you have nowhere else to go. That's when God but, can really reach in. But, but let me tell you, Marcos, Moises, and Alex, um, uh, one of the things that I love about God is when you are comfortable, He wanna take Make you, you take you away from it. Yeah. Yes. So and they say, oh, but then I'm not gonna go to church because. You know, I'm comfortable right now, and I don't want God to disturb my 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 good way that I am sitting mm -hmm. right now. That I don't have to, you know, do anything but myself. Yeah, yeah. And and then next thing you 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 start realizing, oh, but you see, that never happened to me. What I was on the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I never suffered from this before. So they did not understand the operations or the model operandum that God actually has to create the heart of Jesus in ourselves. Mm. Exactly. So, so the soon our faith start being test, then we're getting uncomfortable, then we want to be comfortable again. So we go back to our own ways. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and yep. this belief, they refuse to believe in something that is real. And to allow your, your opinion to give you a tunnel vision. For example, I want to read this quote really quick because this is exactly, because what happens is that it gets to the point where the world is so blind. And I say the world because it gets to the point where we're even blind, Christians, where we're, we're so comfortable and so okay with the fact that we come to church because we think we're good people. You know what I'm saying? And then come we on. forget that it's not about the good people in the church. It's about the difference that we're going to make to those. Amen. Right. So, for example, um, I want to read this passage from Timothy Keller. It's, it's a book that he has, um, The Reason for God. And this is actually a really good thing. And I, we kind of talked about it briefly a little bit. Yeah. But I want to kind of see what, what you think, Pastor, and what you think, Alex. So you guys weren't there. And even Marcos, too. Um, it says, so sometimes this point is illustrated with the story of the blind men and the elephant. We got several blind men who were walking along and came upon an elephant that allowed them to touch and feel it. This creature is long and flexible like a snake, said the first blind man holding the elephant's trunk. Not at all. It is thick and round like a tree trunk, said the second blind man. Filling the elephant's leg? No, it is large and flat, said the third blind man, touching the elephant's side. Each blind man could feel only part of the leg, but no one could envision the entire elephant. In the same way, it is argued the religions of the world can each have a grasp on part of the truth about spiritual reality, but none can see the whole elephant or claim to have a comprehensive vision of the truth. But this is where it gets tricky right here. It says this illustration backfires on its users. The story is told from the point of view of someone who is not blind. 
How mm. could you know that each blind man only sees part of the elephant unless you claim to be able to see the whole elephant? Oh my gosh. Hey man. That's why this thing is powerful because it goes exactly to the Christian. People judge the Christian. Um, I'm not even going to call it a religion because I think Christianity is based on your relationship with God. Yes. It has nothing to do with it's religion. It's a life. Yeah. It's, it's our life. It, and it really is. It's sacrifice is what it is because we have to be able to offer God everything we have. But one of the things that, that we can see from here is that so many people, they're quick to judge and they'll paint a picture of God when God already has a picture. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that picture that they paint, they continue to spread it to others. Mm. And that's unfortunately why people are so conformed. If I don't want to go to church, it's, it's not for me. But what do you got to say about that, Marcos? Um, I'm really glad you brought it up because it, it, it's a good point that like that's an illustration people outside of the church like to use against the church. And it's like, it's hard to expound more upon it because it's, it does such a good job yeah. of saying it's like, oh yeah, you guys don't know what you're talking about. But, and it's like asking, and you do, yeah. it's like, and you know, you know the reason behind everything. But, um, I don't know. I'm just sort of, I'm still on the thing of counterculture and like, how does that relate to this? And so I guess my question is sort of. Where does disbelief come from? What can, what can create disbelief? Mm. I, I can tell you right now. Any atheist, any atheist, oh, yeah. and I believe to say it aloud, they believe in God and something happened that's, to their that, life. Something happened to their life that they get mad with God, so they decide to disbelieve and blame. what they already believe before. Mm. Yeah, that's, I want to so, add to that after, Pastor. You can go ahead, Pastor. So then... Anyone, if we go just a tiny bit to Hebrews 11, yep. verse 1, then now, and, and, and you know, we read the word, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm. So the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report. How they obtain a good report? Because they saw evidence, not with their eyes, but by their belief. Ooh. Yeah. So so when when we when we actually know there is a God, how we can deny it? And that's and, and and I love this movie. This is not like a, a thing. Just go and see the movie. But you know, God is not dead. Not, yeah. uh, you know, everybody kind of see that movie as a Christian. I I believe. <laughs> so you fighting the the kid was fighting with his teacher. Yeah. Atheist who used to believe. Who mm -hmm. used to believe because something happened to their life. Yep. They lose someone. Mm -hmm. They got hurt by someone. And they enclosed themselves in a, such a way that they decided to almost erase what is given to everybody a reason to leave. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously we're not going to be able to probably cover every single Bible verse that we have here, which is good Ooh, for the, next, for the next episode. This, this is going to be a good series. you got to watch it, right? you got to <laughs> watch it. But something that we can say is that people can be affected. But it's all where your foundation sends. Yes. Right? Because if you're a parent, and not every parent has the same, you know, growing, especially as their parents grew them. Yeah. But it's simple. You, If you grow your kids in the foundation of the Lord, they're 
they're, they're less likely to leave the, the gospel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we can see is that the enemy always tries to allow the person to blame God. And then that's what's blinding. That's, it continues to blind the person to the extent where they, they can be atheists and they'll try to disprove God as a counterclaim to the point where it's not even, they'll, they'll try to bring science into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and even then, science most approved, it is exactly. a God. So then on top of that, they try to bring a different science into it. And then yeah. it gets to the point where we see that the culture itself, it's so adjusted to seeing and agreeing with what everyone is saying as yep. opposed to them seeking for themselves. And that's why we have the series Counter Culture. But um, like sort of basing along that, like, so, okay, let's, let's say we got in an argument with an atheist. Yeah. Not, not an argument, but a debate. Okay. And say we, we encountered one and they were fervently trying to tell us there is no God. And how do we, I guess receive that and respond and respond well and in another way is um as mature christians how can we recognize our own disbelief right well just to pick on it uh, real quickly i this is the antidote that that i hear and um and i do practice it if i get encountered with yeah that type of situation i just gonna ask the person it's okay if you don't believe so, if you don't believe and you live all your life, yeah, completely, didn't we talk about that? We talked about <laughs> and that. And then, there is it is not God. Yeah, then it's good. Okay. But if you decided not believe, and you get to the end, and you get to the end of the road, and you find and out. you see that it's a God, what do you lose? That is hell, uh-huh. and it's life eternal. Who losing more, exactly. you or me, that I decide to believe on Him? When it's such a little time that you're doing out of your day. So. The only thing that I will refer to this is I'm going to serve God regardless of the matter. Yep. Because it's, first of all, it's being so good to me. Yes. And second, even if it's not a God on the end, I'm not losing anything. Exactly. It's like, it's sort it's a similar story. It's not the exact same story, but the story is two people were talking, an atheist and a Christian. He said, okay, you're going to reach the end. And if there's no God, the Christians say, and I will have lived a happy life. Exactly. I won't, I won't have any regrets. But Amen. if the atheist gets in and finds out that there is a God, he has his whole life to regret. So it's like, mm. we live our life so happy, we have nothing to lose. Which is something that's crazy, because if we think about counterculture, we see people and they're like, okay, well, what's the point of even living a Christian life if God's not there, right? But the uh, one big thing is, okay, well, if you even see the principles of Christianity, you know that they're good. Yep. So regardless whatever we do, regardless w- if we believe in God or not, our principles are always going to be good. Yeah. We're not going to go out drinking. We're not going to go out smoking. And if you say, oh, well, those are things that um, that the Bible says are bad. But if you come to see it, if you can even think about science, they still a cigarette to, is still bad. It affects your destructive. health. destructive. Exactly. Yeah. But people, um, drinking affects, <clears throat> affects your colon. Yeah, it affects does. your liver. Yeah. It affects you in some way, right? And if you look at our principles as compared to the world's principles, it's like you can't justify your response to something that's already good regardless if it, if it involves God or not. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. You know, one of the things that that I will tell if one disbelieved person seeing this episode, just give it a chance. Yeah. Give it a chance to to him to show himself because he always show himself. So so it's, it's one thing about our God that he never, never, never not going to show up. Because it's his glory for his glory. He's doing it and we cannot take it from it. So, but in another way that I, 
that I is, is just popping up in my head. You know, we did so much and hurt the gospel on the past many, many years. That it looked like this big tree that Pastor David found, and he asked me, hey, do you want a mango? He said, of course. Man, I got so many. Really? And, you know, we in the... Uh, and the church that we went to play and stuff like that, and he bring it to me. I got a couple of mangoes that look so great. And, you know, the Holy Spirit started talking to me right there. Because he said this word. Underneath the tree, it was a bunch of fruits that are like rotted. That was already on the floor. I pick up every single one of them, Pastor Lewis. I'm going to try to plant it again and see if they actually come back and leave. And God was telling me. That's what we need to start doing. Mm -hmm. So as Christians, how we tell the disbelief, let me plant you again on the right place. And I will make sure that you will grow like the mango that I just eat that day. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I think, I think that the best way to say this is that if you've fallen, the Lord can pick you up. And the only way is by your disposition. But you if have to let him. Exactly. But you have to You're let willing. him. Your willingness mm. is what is going to affect and change your life. Exactly. As soon as you say, I surrender to God, God is going to take everything. He's going to mend all the broken hearts, and you're going to see how he's going to move in your life. I know right now we are in a tight squeeze with some time. Um, so with that being said, we are going to continue with the next episode, which is going to be episode two. Uh, we don't have, we're not going to give the title just yet. We're going to leave you guys kind of right there. But this is Counterculture. Um, stay tuned to this, and we hope you guys liked it. For those of you guys that are um, unbelievers, we hope that you guys can see this as as a good wisdom for so you guys can see God more and more and more. Um, but if you guys have any questions, you guys can feel free to comment um, on our YouTube. And also, this would be available on Spotify and Apple Music. Hey, God bless man. you guys. Bless you. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank Bye. you for tuning in. And we can't wait to see you next time. Yes. Amen. <laughs>